Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity Internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity, the future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network. And it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com. I'm WSB's Clark Howard. From Cobb to Cherokee. Carol to Gwinnett. Fulton to Forsyth. And all of Metro 11. You'll get severe weather. A traffic red alert. Breaking news. Breaking news immediately. Accurate. From the WSB 24-hour Breaking News Center. WSB. Depend on it. Hey, this is Rick Springfield, and you're listening to the Mark Aram Show. Uh, he packed in the animals two by two. Ox, camel, and a kangaroo. Packed him in that ox so tight. I couldn't get no sleep that night. Roll the bus, Jeff and him. Tell me about the master plan. Oh, my Lord. Welcome back to the show, 1107, 7 after 11. Mark Aram here, you there. It's the Wednesday night edition of the Mark Aram Show. I love that song. I'm sorry. I like it, too. Yeah. I don't know. Twitter was against it yesterday as the 11 o'clock open. We'll see what happens. Uh, low T-Chuck off today. Catfish screening the calls. Longoria is there on the other side of the takeout window. We were discussing school lunches and floating my theory that if you in a grade school, elementary school, K through 6... If you were forced to eat the cafeteria food, a.k.a. Uh, you didn't get a lunchbox or a round bag from your folks, you're better prepared for life than those that did. Um, and the theory, I think most people are agreeing with me. I found, uh, I didn't find this, Rex Kramer on Facebook sent me this picture, and I just tweeted it, at Mark Aram. 1974 school lunch menu, Houston Independent School District. You ready to hear what's oh, on the yeah. menu? All Houston, right. Texas, or yeah, you, okay, Houston, Texas, buddy. Cool, nowhere near Corpus. That, yeah, well, four All hours right. away. <laughs> Friday, November first. This is what the kids had to eat: fish sticks and ketchup. That's by right there is bad. What? Who puts ketchup on fish sticks? Oh, you never did that. Tartar sauce, fool. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't have to. They didn't have enough money for tartar it. sauce in school. And then here's here's what else they're serving. You ready? Uh-huh. This is on Friday, November first, nineteen seventy four. Hot potato salad. Ugh. What the hell is hot potato salad? I don't know. They just leave it in the sun. <laughs> that doesn't sound good. That's at all. awful. Um, hot potato salad. Creamed coleslaw. The grits of lunch. Yeah. Uh, milk, cornbread. Fruited gelatin. Yeah, I remember those. Fruited, not jello. Yeah. Fruited gelatin. It had more fruit in it than jello. Yes. On November 3rd, Monday, tacos, in parentheses, chicken, <laughs> Spanish beans, shredded lettuce, milk, peach slices, vanilla cookie. Yeah. On the 5th, they had meatloaf. This is more my what I was used to growing yeah. up. Meatloaf, whipped potatoes, harvest salad. I don't mm. know what that is. Mm. Hot roll, apple uh. cobbler. Um, Wednesday was burritos mm. slash chili, buttered and diced turnips and greens, Ugh. carrot sticks, milk, cornbread, strawberry gelatin. Did they not call it Jello in '74? Gelatin. Gelatin. Thursday was uh, hamburger, chuck wagon beans. Oh. I don't know what the hell oh, chuck wagon man, beans that are. Doesn't sound good. Lettuce, pickle, onion slice, milk, bun. Chocolate cake and frosting. That's oh, the best hey. dessert of the week right there. Jeez, that yeah. or the apple cobbler. We didn't get that kind and of And then, oh, this is disgusting. Mm. Friday the 8th, seafood patty. 
<laughs> what the F's a seafood patty? Uh, parsley buttered potatoes. That's a little fancy. Perfection salad. Okay. Perfection salad. Milk French bread. Chilled mixed fruit. Chilled mixed fruit, the worst dessert of the week. So yeah. I tweeted out. It's a fun picture that on is. Twitter at Mark Arum, M-A-R-K-A-R-U-M. All right, let's go back to the phones. Trying for a second time with Nancy. What up, Nance? Hi, I'm sorry you couldn't hear me last That's time. That's right. We got to play the music. It was fun. Oh, yeah, okay, you're right. Uh, well, I, we we ate whatever we were served, because Mother sent us to a Catholic girls' school, and it taught us we had to take three buses to get to downtown Atlanta from Decatur. Wow, really? So from the age of 13 on, and I was the oldest, you know. The, uh, uh, anyway, yeah, it taught us. Uh, we had to take three buses, and, and it, it taught us how to, well... Deal with life. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah, we learned to protect each other and, you know, um, and uh, and you ate, like I say, you ate what you were served. And, of course, it was always on Meatless Friday. Absolutely. And me- on Friday, you had the seafood patty. <laughs> I don't remember <laughs> what it was, but it should it, it, Whatever it was was better than what I just heard you say. Indeed. Speaking of three buses, I need to follow up with the chick at uh, that restaurant that was taking two buses and two trains to, uh, oh, yeah, get to work from Stone two Mountain. Trains. Yeah, you did. Two buses, two trains. All right, Nance. Thanks, buddy. Thanks. I'm enjoying it. Thank you, dear. Uh, Trevin's in Roswell. Trevin, welcome to the Mark Aram Show. Mm-hmm. Oh, my Lord, 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 Lord. Um... Elementary school. Yes, sir. Best part was the the menu. You knew for the month, so it do, it helped you plan. Okay, this is the day I'm gonna bring a lunch in. This is the day. Oh, Friday's pizza day. Yeah, type of deal. Now, something we did. What I remember fourth grade more specifically about it. We had snack time. Like you in the morning, you had juice or milk, and so they would also incorporate if you could bring a snack, you would eat a snack. I had a teacher who used to always, if the guys brought chips, girls brought chips, she would, you know, walk over to the desk and take some. Shut up. You know? <laughs> really? So, the, yeah. The teacher. So I think, I mean, this was like the best two <laughs> weeks of my life. When my mom bought the variety bag of chips for me to bring, Yeah, I would say, hey, mom, you know, Ms. Brooks, she, you know, <laughs> picks in our snacks. She's and I just bring my... it back for her, and it was so cool because the little miniature bag, I would bring one for her. And the very first time she came over to try and eat some of my Doritos, I was like, nope, <laughs> I want one for you. Here you go. Cool and ranch, then lady. she was like, oh, no, no, I don't like those. And I guess that was her way of realizing, dang, I'm just mooching off <laughs> these kids. And so what was, what like was her name, Trevin? Until the, uh, Mrs. Brooks. Okay. And so for like two weeks before <laughs> the chips ran out, my mom, I, I got to bring two bags, two bags. of chips for snack time. <laughs> you fat bastard. <laughs> That's awesome. Miss Brooks, yeah. Well, you taught Miss Brooks a life lesson right there. Exactly. Stop mooching the kids' chips. Now, here's the deal. I do remember in elementary school, they would publish the uh, the menu, but it didn't matter to me because I was not bringing lunch from home. My mom was not making me lunch. So, no, oh, that reminds Everybody's talking about the fried bologna. Not the fried bologna, but just the bologna sandwich in the lunchbox. Mm-hmm. If you, I didn't do mayonnaise and stuff, but just a bologna and cheese sandwich in your lunchbox sitting all day till lunchtime, <laughs> that's almost like grilled cheese is melting. That's a good <laughs> <laughs> These guys, they don't know what they're talking about. Bologna and cheese. Thanks for the call, Trevin, buddy. Alright. Alright, see you, man. 404-872-0751 800-WSB-TALK. <laughs> And now, it's...
time for Blessed or Not Blessed with the Lonely Tailgater. He is the world's foremost expert on what is blessed and what is not blessed. He joins us every week on the Mark Aram Show. He is the Lonely Tailgater. Um, you come from a mixed marriage, uh, Tailgater. Your your dad was a GI. Your mom, uh, a Korean hottie. Um, yeah. That's a diff- that's a different uh, process of growing up than, than Longoria and I had. Um, were you a brown bag lunchbox uh guy or did you eat whatever the cafeteria gave you no i was a cafeteria guy yeah i thought so because you're that prepared you for life you were ready to handle whatever life dealt you because you were taught at an early age to deal with stuff yeah exactly it also taught me the bartering system because (laughs) no one else i remember liked corn yeah but i would trade things for corn and get a pile of corn on my tray and i would eat corn you liked corn not rice I that's liked interesting the corn in elementary school i don't know why corn is not usually considered an asian dish yeah, it's more exactly. native american but you know what i'm i'm the least asian <laughs> i know asian ever but you didn't know that in first grade i think i did <laughs> i think i did you were trying because... to really assimilate by eating uh, an american dish like corn yeah, well, you know, my mom, I, I think my mom wanted me to assimilate, so she, like, purposely held off on, like, uh, uh, Asian dishes or teaching me the language. I don't know one word of Korean. Not one. <laughs> Not even uh, the bad words? Not even the bad words? Not even the bad words. I know, like, Yebaseo. Yebaseo. Anyaseo. Kamsamnida. Yeah. Chomagra. When, like, a Korean woman comes up to me and, like, starts talking Korean... I stare at her, yeah, and and then she has a realization that, like, oh yeah, this really is America. This guy, he doesn't know what the hell's going on. All right, um, let's do uh, school menu items from Houston, nineteen seventy-four. Blessed or not blessed? You ready? Let's do it. All right, oven fried chicken. Blessed or not blessed? Oven fried chicken. I I, I'm going to say not blessed because (laughs) I don't know how that works. Yeah, that's a weird thing. Isn't that baked chicken? I don't know. It's oven fried. That's weird. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm going. I'm going not blessed I, I, in that one. Yeah, that's beyond me. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. Beef cutlet with gravy. Blessed or not blessed? You know, I, I'm going to have a caveat here. <laughs> it's blessed only based on how good the gravy is. Okay. If the gravy's not working. Listen, it's school it's gravy, dude. Blessed. It's school gravy. gravy we school all had the same. Right. It's going to be not blessed. Yeah. It's all right. Be not um, here's something I never heard of. Popeye salad. Is that blessed or not blessed? Popeye salad, that or it could be, be poo eye salad. I can't really tell. It's <laughs> either the Popeye. It's the either Popeye salad. I can't. It's a small picture. Popeye salad or poo eye salad. Either way, blessed or not blessed. What is it? A Samoan salad? <laughs> Maybe know. it has spinach in it. I have no idea. Oh, uh, that could if be. If it's got spinach in it, you know, I, I'm going to go with not blessed. How good can school can spinach in school be? So not blessed. It might be a poo eye salad, though. I'm not really mm-hmm. sure. All right, here's one. Buttered mixed vegetables, blessed or not blessed? That's hard to screw up. So I'm going to say blessed. Yeah, I agree with you. of the school menu, that's hard to screw up. I'm going to go with blessed. They were not shy with throwing the butter on those mixed vegetables either. No, gosh, no. All right, here's something I've never heard of. Maybe you haven't. Uh, On Friday, November 15th, 1974, along with the fish sticks and ketchup, uh, the kids in Houston were served purple and white slaw. What the heck is purple and white slaw and is it blessed wait isn't that where i think that's like a thick cut slaw where you get kind of what is that purple stuff that you put in like a mixed salad you know what i'm talking about kimchi cabbage 
Like, yeah, like a purplish cabbage. It's got to be what it is. All right. I never heard of purple. Well, once again, slaw made in the school. Oh, God, God bless. Not but, blessed. you know, you mentioned hot potato salad, didn't you, when you were reading the list? Yeah, what the hell is hot potato salad? Hot potato salad is like the most German thing ever. You, you boil some potatoes, slice them up, you cook the bacon, you mix it in with, like, some onions and some celery salt and stuff like that. Yeah, it's a real German thing. So it's like so a German potato salad. But it's served exactly. hot? Oh, okay, I've had that. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not yeah, in on that. So that one, that's blessed. All right, uh, final blessed or not blessed? Um, wow, on November thirteenth for dessert, pineapple upside down cake. Blessed or not blessed? That's another one that's hard to screw. I don't see how you could screw that up in a school. Yeah, I would eat I that. I really don't. I would eat that. That's. I want to say blessed. Yeah, I agree with you. Pineapple upside. So here's if I were picking, if this was an a la carte option in houston in 1974 for my uh for my meal i'm gonna go um roast turkey cornbread dressing i'm gonna try the pu'ai salad because i want to know what it is um <laughs> my, my dessert's gonna be the pineapple upside down cake and uh yeah and milk milk you know, by the, the way next episode uh, of bizarre foods i think uh, andrew zimmer's gonna try pu'ai salad so pu'ai salad yeah how much do you think it was Elementary school students, Houston, 1974, what did their school lunch cost? One quarter. 50 cents. Oh, wow. How much was an extra milk? 10 cents. Six cents. Six cents? Yeah. That's a good deal. That is a good deal. That was for kids. Yeah. Uh, adults had to pay 10 cents for an extra milk. Hey, did you ever have the kid in elementary school who feigned like they were allergic to milk so they got to drink apple juice? No, but that's brilliant. That was Myron Pitts in elementary school. <laughs> you know. My, not Byron Pitts, Myron Pitts. Not Byron Pitts, Myron Pitts, yeah. He, he faked the, uh, the old, um, I can't deal with uh, lactose. Yeah, he got some. You know, that was lactose intolerance <laughs> before we were actually aware of it. And I know he was faking. He probably got his mind to write some BS note. He was drinking apple juice there. While the rest, of the, plebs, the rest of the plebes were drinking milk. Exactly. Unbelievable. All right. Good job. Blessed. Uh, follow him on Twitter at Lonely Tailgater because um, I can't tweet half the stuff he uh, tweets out. So do that. Have a blessed night, my friend. Captain Herb forever. Amen, my friend. We're going to come back to Ed, Russ, John, and Michael. Hokey 2, 404-872-0750. Still got to hear from Rick Springfield. Still got to hear from Lou Gehrig and you. This is the Mark Aram Show. I never won a Grammy. I won't win a Tony, but I'm not the only MC keeping it real. Win a Mark Aram on 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Back to the show. we got to fly through some calls to get everyone on. Ed in East Point, my man. Welcome to the program, Ed. Mark, good night. Hey, look, you are such a narcissist on this theory tonight. What? What's the matter? <laughs> I mean, okay, I had such a tough life as a kid. <laughs> I ate generic government food. So now I'm tougher than you guys. You marshmallows that had the family. <laughs> you marshmallows that had parents that loved you. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, come on. I had I had both. And I went to a Catholic school. Now, that was tough. Well, how were the okay. meals at Catholic school? What now? How were the meals at Catholic school? Cause I, they were actually pretty good. I would I imagine, mean, yeah. But, I mean, the nuns, though. I mean, they had the stainless steel rulers back then. I had the knuckles of Keith Richards in the fourth grade. <laughs> <laughs> it was tough. So this is such a lame theory. I mean, I listen. 
<laughs> I'm just going by the fact that I'm comparing myself to uh, to folks that I know that were brown baggers and lunch boxers, and they were not. They might be fine in life now, but they they got prepared for life later than I did. At an early age, I knew life's going to throw you some curveballs, like a seafood patty. Yeah, well, it's you know, I, seafood patty, you got to deal with it. Yeah. Fish sticks with ketchup. And not tartar oh, sauce. You got to right. deal with it. I learned that early. Hokies in Auburn. Hokie, welcome to the show. Hey, Mark. Hey, buddy. Uh, I went all the way through school eating the cafeteria stuff, but uh, what really prepared me for life was when I was a kid and I played baseball, I sucked, and I didn't get a trophy. <laughs> and the kids got a trophy, and that prepared me for life. Uh, that I'll tell you what. I got a, my buddy Ted Barricat. I hope he's listening. He played uh, one of my best friends, and he was on the baseball team. And uh, my other, our other buddy overheard the assistant coach talking to the head coach, looking for help on the varsity team. So he's asking the JV coach, hey, what about Teddy Barricat? And the, and the JV coach goes, ah, Teddy's useless. <laughs> <laughs> That's when Ted learned the life lesson that not everything's going to go your way. Your coach <laughs> called you useless. We're going to come back after news, weather, and traffic. Your calls, Rick Springfield, and I saw boobies at Waffle House. That story's next. This is the Mark Aram Show. Yo, fight, you remember that routine that we used to make spiffy like Mr. Clean? Um, um, a tidbit, um, a spidget. I don't get the message, so you got to <laughs> okay. run the pigeon. You're on point five. All the time, tip. You're on point five. All the time, tip. You're on point five. All the time, tip. But then grab the microphone and let your words rip. I'm WSB's Mark Aram. Depend on the WSB Breaking News Center for immediate, for immediate breaking news, severe weather alerts, or a traffic red alert whenever and wherever they strike. Immediately accurate WSB. Depend on it. The Mark Aram Show. Melts in your mouth, not in your hands. Welcome back to the show. 1135, 25 in front of midnight. Weird schedule tomorrow. I'm on 6 to 7 and then 9 to midnight. Is that right? Tomorrow? Yeah, I believe right. so. So it's a weird schedule tomorrow. We'll have some fun, though. Um, Jim's got to go to bed. So before I get back to the phones, he wants to hear the Waffle House booby story. So last night we were talking about wa- I brought in Waffle House for dinner last night for us. And then we talked about it on the show. So I, I still had Waffle House in my mind. So this morning at like 3.30 on my way to work, I stopped at Waffle House to get uh, some breakfast. And I walk in there, and I don't know if Catfish knows these two girls or not, but there's two girls at the counter waiting to get a to-go order. And um, one was all tatted up wearing uh, just a skimpy outfit, white girl. And then there was a, an African-American girl little i'd say plus size not you know just a little plump plump yeah not you know anyway voluptuous she was wearing a tank top which you know is fine you wear a tank top whatever unfortunately there was nothing under the tank top for her okay and it was an ill-fitting tank top okay so she's sitting at the counter and both boobies (laughs) were outside of the tank top like hanging out okay for everyone to see really and the poor fry cook was so distracted (laughs) like i ordered two grilled cheese sandwiches no french fries right and it took like 15 minutes because the guy kept turning around (laughs) so look at the and i don't know if she didn't notice that right. her boobies were hanging out mm-hmm. or didn't care or didn't care right her friend obviously didn't warn her didn't say hey but she could see yeah the chesticles are yeah. uh, <laughs> yes. slapping in the breeze yeah. there 
But like everyone in the restaurant, I mean, everyone there was like yeah, six there's probably two there. people there. Yeah, uh, there was an old guy at the counter. He was just like, oh, drooling. I bet he was like, I'm glad I came here. Yeah, today. <laughs> he was like literally drooling. But for the first time in my life, I saw oh, nice. boobies at the Waffle House. Wow. And then they got—they had a big to-go order. They must have ordered for a party or something. Um, but yeah, like the the poor cook. God, too bad you had to go to work, huh? Could have followed them. To I just wanted my grilled party. cheese sandwich, man. <laughs> I, I was starving, <laughs> yeah. and the the guy it took like fifteen minutes because the guy was so distracted by the boobies. So, for the first time in my life, nice. I've seen a lot of interesting things yeah. at Waffle House. You've never been. Uh, but there's always a chance you can see boobies. Hey, now I'm thinking about going. There's two by my house. Exactly. Two boobies? Two Waffle, <laughs> two waffle Houses. <laughs> One boob. Uh, Russ and coming. Russ, thanks for hanging. Welcome, brother. Mark. Hold on, hold on, Russ. I, I, I always shortchanged Longoria here. Let's hit it. Russ, come here a minute. I want to talk to you. All right, go ahead, Russ. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you ever ask me to dinner, I'm going to be there, buddy. I know. And you were about to come to Piccadilly with me and Paul. You know, this guy, I think that guy once was special ed. Uh, listen, I'm not here to judge, but at least well, he... I'm just saying, you offered to buy him dinner, uh, introducing to chicks, and he's too busy. Well, he so went. He just went early. 7.30 at night. <laughs> listen, yeah, Paul, Paul's got it. his own things going on. We, we don't judge. Well, I just, see, I wanted to go to see what kind of girls came. I was curious about it. Now yeah. I can't do it. I know. So, you know, uh, in my day, dweebs were the only ones that took their lunch to school dweebs that's a word i haven't heard in a long time you know i mean who wants to eat something that was made five hours ago well i mean it's it's it's, at that point in time though if you're in first second or third grade it's no you don't have a choice your parents are deciding whether you're you're taking a brown bag or eating it at the uh do you know i I remember uh i don't know back in your time or not or longori if you remember this did they have um free introduced lunches oh yeah yeah. That was like I felt bad for the kids that were like they they like made a big deal out of it like <laughs> uh, oh you like, mean like they ate first or something yeah it was like they yeah. was like Mike Holman's here get him his free lunch <laughs> like they, <laughs> they, they announced it yeah. yeah it was like like awkward it was like oh Virginia Bice she yeah. only has to pay half yeah <laughs> you know was, like why would they that and the uh, the lice checks do you remember oh those? I remember those, those like. Ones. No. Poor Virginia Bice was was pulled out of class like every year for twelve years. Like the nurse would come in and be like, "Do the lice?" <laughs> you already check. knew too. Yeah, it was like, "All right, Virginia, you're in the hit to the office. You got lice again." That was so. <laughs> How about those shots they used to give you? You know, you'd wind I never up got shot. Oh, we didn't, shot no. in your arm. No, that was in the twenties, Russ. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the polio <laughs> shot. Yeah, the polio shot. We didn't get that, but that, I mean, oh. there's like, uh, so I'm not going to throw the dweeb label out there, Russ. I do appreciate the call. Um, but that was embarrassing. Yeah. Mike Coleman's here. He only pays half. <laughs> He's poor. Yeah. <laughs> like that was so, it's weird. I always, I always applied for that, but I never got it. No. They always said my mom made too much money, yeah. but didn't really, you know. Understood. It wasn't enough, but it was enough to them. Yeah. That, they, they used to embarrass kids. Though. Yeah, they did. Free, the poor kids are coming through. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they don't have to pay. John's in Eatonton. John, you're on the Mark Aram Show. Good evening, Mark Aram. This is a radio man coming at you live. How you doing this evening? You sound great, John. Doing great. Well, let me share my experiences with you of what it was like when, it, when I was going to school in the Bum County school system. Okay. Well, in the first grade, I got all the money from the first grade classrooms and took it all to the lunchroom of Miss Massey. And she counted all the money and everything, and in turn, we was given our lunch tokens. Now, the tokens back then were like gold and copper, but they had 25 cents on them. And the, uh, and the, and the milk 
tokens were blue in color, and they had 25 cents on those, too. Mm -hmm. Now, some kids got free lunches, and some got reduced lunches. Yep. And when I was in, when I was in high school, well, on the last day I graduated from high school, I had to pay full price for my meal, and I got it. What in the world happened to that? What in the world happened to that? I don't know. I don't think we'll ever know the answer to that question, John. <sighs> Pete's in Powder Springs. Pete, you're on the Mark Aram Show. Yeah, how you doing, Mark? What's going on, Pete? Oh, just driving down the road. Uh, and when I went to school back in the 60s, uh, I grew up poor. I'm one of those poor people, tweeds, or whatever you want to call them. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I had to eat deviled ham sandwiches and spam sandwiches for about five years. Hey, that's better than a sardine sandwich or a peanut butter and jelly. I wouldn't mind it a spam sandwich. Yeah. But the good thing about it is we had fresh cow's milk in my thermos, and uh, I always took uh, a little bit baggy full of uh, Nesquik, the powder uh, chocolate stuff. Yep. And mix that up in your chocolate milk is like having a chocolate malt for chocolate lunch, malt. You know. Yeah, we uh we didn't ha in 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 high school we had these milkshakes that were served in like milk cartons. That were very popular, but very bad. I don't know why that they, yeah, I just remember that. <laughs> All right, we're done with the uh, school lunches. I, I want to hear from Rick Springfield. You ready for Rick Springfield? Yep. Let's do it. Joining us now on the program, he is a musician, he is an actor, he is a legend, he is Rick freaking Springfield. Mr. Springfield, thanks for joining us on the program tonight. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Um, real big news, you've got a movie coming out this Friday in theaters, Ricky and the Flash. Tell me about it. and directed by Jonathan Demme, and the screenplay is by Diablo Cody, and it's uh, uh, a lot of some live music and uh, a story about uh, a woman who leaves her family to seek rock stardom, doesn't really make it, and has uh, a bunch of issues that she needs to try and heal with her family. It's a great script, and, uh, and everybody in it is, is amazing. Now, I know you've had a long uh, acting career, but have you ever uh, shared the screen with someone with the, the gravitas or the acting chops of a one Meryl Streep? I mean, that's got to be intimidating, no? Yeah, yeah. So she is the top of the food chain, for sure. And uh, it, it, pretty much every actor that, that works with her has to go through the, oh, my God, it's Meryl Streep moment, you know? And uh, you got to get through that as an actor to, to make the part work. And she's... Uh, you know, really gracious and open and, and understands that and helps you through that anyway. So but it was amazing working with her. Just, she's a great person, too. We're talking to Rick Springfield. Uh, this Friday, Ricky and the Flash opens up a movie nationwide. Meryl Streep's in it. Correct me if I'm wrong, Kevin Klein also in this movie? Kevin Klein, yeah. Um, uh, Audrey McDonald. I mean, it's a great cast, really is. How, how did you get this role? How did it come to you, Rick? Uh, they were looking for a, an actor who could really play guitar because Jonathan Demme, um, a director who directed Silence of the Lambs and Philadelphia and Stop Making Sense and knew, you know, had done some music stuff, so he knew what live music looked like on film and he wanted it all played live. He didn't want to do any overdubbing or certainly didn't want any lip syncing. So he wanted, you know, they were looking for an actor who could, uh, who could work in both, both fields. Did did uh, or does I should say does Meryl play an instrument in the movie or and does she actually play that instrument? Yes, she does. She woodshedded for about uh, three months on the guitar, and she absolutely kills it. No kidding. She plays and sings live and and does it in character, and it's it's pretty astounding when you see it on the 
know her pretty well through the the shoot. The shoot. Mm-hmm. And when I finally saw the movie, I, I didn't recognize anything in, in Meryl Streep in in her character. It's it's pretty incredible. Yeah, she's she's the best. Well, it's amazing to me too when when actors can perform the singing uh, to a level where it's believable. The the movie that stands out the most in my mind is uh, Coal Miner's Daughter. Um, I mean, that was an, not only an amazing acting performance, but the singing was was amazing as well. Do we expect something similar for Meryl Streep in this film? Yeah, you know, but I mean, Coal Miner's Daughter was it was lip synced, you know, and like every musical movie is. Um, and I thought it was very brave of Jonathan the Demi, the director, to 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 attempt to do it live, you know. So there's there's. We're, we're, we play a bar band, so it's you know there's some it's rough and ready. I mean they're all great players and they've been playing a long time, but you know it's a it's a, it's a good time band, and so there's uh, it, it and it, it just sounds very authentic to me. Well, I can't wait for it. It's in theaters this Friday. Ricky and the Flash. I can't let you go without trying to get some inside scoop on one of my favorite shows, True Detective, which you are a part of uh, in season two. The finale's coming up on Sunday, 90-minute finale. Um, a couple of questions. Are we going to see you in the finale? And maybe uh, some teasers you can give us for the finale? <laughs> uh, I, I could, but they'd find my body in the East <laughs> River the next morning. I'm sorry. It's, uh, the show is run like the CIA. There's no... Uh, uh, they keep everything very close. I mean, even you know, even the actors, they they didn't give them the whole script. I mean, the I, I, the second scene I did with Colin Farrell, he he said, "Oh my God, I like I, I know so much more about my character, about what's going on now than the first scene because uh, you know they 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 give you what you need to know, kind of thing." Cause it, and it's part of the mystique of the show, really, is is that whole. Uh, this whole secretive thing. This, the season went by so fast, Rick. I can't believe that the finale is this Sunday. Yeah, it, I know. It's it's you know it's a, it's a, what they shoot like eight or ten episodes total. Yeah, ten, uh, I think. It's very you know it's full on uh, full on show. I mean, it's shot like they shoot it like a movie. I mean, we sh- you know the the fight scene we shot like all afternoon. You know, whereas uh, it's a, they spent a lot of time on it. So yeah, that and, that was a brutal on screen beating you took, my friend. <laughs> That was not easy to watch as a viewer and a fan of yours, seeing you getting pummeled like that. That was tough to watch. Good, good. It means it was real. <laughs> it absolutely was real. Um, all right, so you can't give us any teasers. Um, what, what's your experience been like uh, working on that True Detective show? Oh, it was awesome. Uh, great. Again, you know, like, like, like the movie, it was uh, great writing, great cast, uh, all, you know, all top-notch people, and uh, it makes makes the acting process a lot more fun when uh, when you're in good hands. Well, and you're in good you're going to be in good hands on the screen with Meryl Streep this Friday, uh, Ricky and the Flash. Go see it and then catch the finale of True Detective on Sunday. I'm very very excited for that finale, Rick. Cool. I, I hope everything works out for you and your character. Uh, <laughs> but I'm not I'm not holding my breath that you're going to be okay at the end of the finale. You never know. There he is, Rick Springfield. Thanks for joining us. Bra. <laughs> he wasn't really into that. You could tell when when guys have been uh, doing the interviews like, like all just, day, probably. Yeah, they're all, I think he was he was glad I talked about True Detective though. I think he perked up a little bit about that. I didn't bring up Jesse's girl or any of that schlock that most other people brought up. Drunk Kurt Schilling making an appearance. There he is. <laughs> all right, we're gonna come back one segment to go. I get away uh, the star of the show, and maybe we'll squeeze in a call or two. 
404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. On Twitter, at Mark Aram. This is the Mark Aram Show. So it can't get foul. At least not now. It'll take a while. I change the pace to complete the beat. I drop the bass to MCs get weak. For every road they trace, it's a scar they keep. Cause when I speak, they freak the sweat, the technique. Mark Aram on 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Final segment of the Mark Aram Show, 11.54, 6 in front of midnight. Some big stories coming up uh, during the news at midnight with Mark Aylvice. News, weather, and traffic straight ahead. Apologies to Lou Gehrig. Bumped him again today. Uh, maybe tomorrow. I've got a weird schedule tomorrow. Yeah. It's- 6 to 7 and then 9 to midnight. Yeah. Six to seven, nine to midnight. So it's a weird thing going on because the election or the uh, debate. Mm-hmm. So six to seven, I'm doing Atlanta's evening news. Nine to eleven, we'll do the regular. Let's have some fun, Mark Aram show. And then eleven to midnight, I'm on the network doing post debate coverage. So it's a weird day tomorrow. Little Sanjay will be in studio though. Oh, he will. Yeah. Oh, so, okay. Uh, what do you need? Wax? Yeah. <laughs> what is that so uh, <laughs> I didn't know he was coming in. I was like, oh. uh, allegedly, that's allegedly. what he said today. Mm. Yeah. So well, and and he's bringing his two Israeli bodyguards, maybe. So oh, yeah. nice. Maybe they'll bring barbecue for us. Oh, that'd be good. And uh, programming note: We're going to start um, next week. Okay. Longoria. No, oh, yeah, is yeah. going to start I just reviewing found out about that. Okay. frozen Mexican meals that mm-hmm. I buy at Publix. So like Stouffer's, you know, enchiladas, or right, right. Lean Cuisine, burrito, whatever. I'm just going to throw this out there. I'm pretty sure I'm not going to like any well, of don't, them. Don't, but you gotta keep an I'm open mind. Have an open mind. Yeah. All right, so yeah. that's going to start next yeah. week. All right, let's do start of the show. Are you guys ready for the Mark Aram star of the show? Uh, I should get it, but I'm not going to take it. Okay. Why Why do you believe you should get it? I, I carried the show on my back today, my friend. <laughs> on my back. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, Catfish did a great job. Not star of the show worthy. Longoria, you're decent. Yeah. But uh, Jennifer again, because she gave us content to eat. She, I mean, get to do a show again. She she said balone. And she said balone. She said balone. She had a balone in her mouth. She said so. <laughs> <laughs> that's that is star worthy. So that is back to back. Jay Griff winning go. the uh, Mark Aram Show star of the day. You guys were close. You guys were tied for third. Yeah. You and Catfish were. I was. I should have won. But if we don't play Lou Gehrig next uh, next tomorrow, <laughs> I'm getting that for bringing it up three times. <laughs> Indeed, my friend, you will. It's not hard it. work, but it you is. Know, it is work. All right, uh, we can continue the conversation on Twitter at Mark Aram, M A R K A R U M. Facebook Mark Aram W S B. Instagram Mark Aram. Uh, again, tomorrow six to seven and nine to midnight. Little Sanjay live in studio with Would You Rather. In the meantime, go to sleep, little baby. She's long gone with the red shoes on, gonna need another loving baby. Don't you weep, pretty baby. Don't you weep, pretty baby. You and me and the devil makes three, don't need no other loving baby. Go to sleep, you little baby. Guests of the Mark Aram Show stay at the all-sweet Omni Hotel, located in the heart of Chicago's Magnificent Mile. Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. 
That's why I use Xfinity Internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity, the future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network. And it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com.